There is a library that exists at the nexus where all other universes collide. Inevitably, things wind up there by mistake. Books, artifacts, people. This is the place where things from all universes end up when they get lost. This is the Eternity Archives. Welcome to the Attorney Archives, an actual play podcast where we play interdimensional archivists trying to hold together the fabric of reality. Uh, my name is Bappy, my pronouns are they, them, and I play Real De Chakel. This arc, we are playing Kids on Bikes. But before we delve into that, let me introduce you all to my co-hosts. Hi, uh, my name is Ziva. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Linda, the human office lady, um, who canonically was a much wilder teenager than an adult, you know, for, for a Linda's type definition of, of wild. What is that? Like, you smoked a weed once? Yeah, like she smoked a weed once and like she, she drives real fast and she swore probably. More than like Midwestern swearing. Yeah, yeah. There was probably lots of like what in the darn hex and stuff like that. <laughs> Well, hi, everyone. I am Dorka. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Zen, the barbarian lizard lady. She doesn't really have a concept of what a teenager is. They don't really have that where she's from. You're a kid and then you're an adult. Wait, really? That's crazy. Teens are kind of like a like a like Western and mostly American thing. What? Yeah. yeah. A lot of cultures don't have like teens. They're like, you're a kid and then you hit like the Asian majority and then you're expected to be an adult. It's much more modern than we think it is. You know how Jewish kids have their bar mitzvah at 13 oh, and that's them becoming an adult? That's like wild to me. I mean, I guess I kind of knew that, but at the same time, I didn't like process that until now. <laughs> Mind blown. Mind super blown. Hi, I am Kat. I am the host, king of the podcast, Sword of Symphonies, where my good, cool friends playtest my game. I'm also the choir master of Roar to Heaven, where my good, cool friends, different ones, play a different game I wrote, and I don't ever hurt them or do violence. I am playing normal human Magnolia, who was, a regular amount of time ago, a teenager. A normal teenager? Mm-hmm. Regular kind. So anyway, what are your guys' favorite, like, kitty breakfast? I really like Cocoa Puffs or Reese's Puffs. No, Reese's Puffs are pretty good. Like, they're really bad for you, but they're pretty freaking good. Uh, my favorite kid breakfast is probably Fruit Loops. They're not, like, oh, the good one. best cereal or anything, but um, every time I go to a hotel and they have one of those, like, shitty free breakfasts and they have Fruit Loops, I lose my mind and I have to get the Fruit Loops. I don't know what it is. I just you love know, those little adult, guys. You can you can just buy Fruit Loops from the grocery store yourself. They right? don't taste the same when you buy them at the grocery store. They taste better when you get them at the shitty free hotel breakfast. Also, that's not really true because I love uh, Reese's Puffs also, but I'm pretty sure if I bought Reese's Puffs and brought them home, my uh, partner would not let me eat them. Well, that's mm. your fault for getting married. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, favorite kitty breakfast is not a cereal. I have a weak, and I know this is bad. 
I have a weakness for those toaster scrambles. They're the toaster strudels that instead of having like fruit and cream in them are stuffed with like egg and sausage and bacon and shit. And they're disgusting, but I love them. That seems more adult than what we've had, though. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I haven't eaten one since I was a kid. So I guess I interpreted the question as like, what was your favorite breakfast when you were a child? I mean, both works. Yeah. What about you, Kat? Cinnamon toast. Like the cereal or... or... Not the cereal! No, the bread, (laughs) Bappy. The bread! You take the bread, you place it in the toaster, you wait. And you don't know how long you wait. The toaster will tell you how long you wait, but don't stare at the toaster or you will jump. Then you put butter on the toast and then you put cinnamon and sugar on the butter. Cinnamon toast. Correct. Very good answer. What's your opinion on the cereal then? The cereal is a pretender to the throne. Oh, true. That's how I feel about anything that says it's pizza flavored that is not pizza. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pizza's not hard. You don't have to pretend. Yeah. Same thing with cinnamon toast. It's like you put cinnamon on the toast. What do you want? I want cinnamon toast crunch. That's what I want. Just putting sugar on it is how it gets crunchy. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not convinced. Anyway, (laughs) last time we started our adventure and landed in... Uh, supposedly the town of Sweetgrass, or at least in the forest where we ran into a familiar young woman, familiar in the sense that she was in our journals. And now we will find out who she is. But before we get into any interactions, what is all y'all's outfits? Because we're in a specific era. So what era is this? This is the 1980s, specifically. Oh, sick. Okay. 1985. Magnolia has taken the form of a skinny little kid wearing like white leggings and little sneakers and a massive blossom pink hoodie, like way, 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 way oversized. And they just got their little leggies sticking at the bottom. So Linda realizes with some horror that she has braces back on for the first time in a very, very long time. Her hair is enormous like she's figured out how to tease it out but she hasn't quite figured out conditioner yet and so it's just everywhere there's a lot of it she's wearing a giant oversized blue sweater with a big bold yellow stripe on it and she's wearing a little skirt and a pair of relatively sensible shoes and a backpack with a picture of a um a ballerina dancing critter on it slung across her back How old is she? (laughs) She's 19. Okay. (laughs) She wasn't a very popular teenager. Oh, no. (laughs) So Zen has a pretty standard human form at this point and expects to be put into that. Actually, she expects to be in kind of that half-human, half-monstrous form she was in last time she was in Sweetgrass, but is surprised to find that this is not the case. She is, in fact, more similar to her normal human form, but smaller the proportions are slightly off somehow she's a tall kid but like tall in the way that like had the growth spurt early and is taller than the rest of the the teens her age she's got like a mop of red hair that's even more wild and out of control than usual just very frizzy on top of her head she is wearing a black turtleneck with like a purple fleece vest. Very uncool looking. That's actually how I used to dress in elementary school. <laughs> I was a weird kid. Uh, but yeah, just uh, blue jeans, sensible sneakers. 
You know, I'm going to say something that's going to make people feel horrible. I was literally not even in existence in the 80s. <laughs> Most of our listeners probably were not. Yeah. I was I'd... also not in existence in the 80s. Okay. So with your beautiful outfits established, what do you all do? You know, you see this young woman who's just looking at you because presumably you just appeared in front of her out of thin fucking air. Magnolia, who just kind of like landed on the ground, doesn't quite get up, but like crawls over to sit opposite her and just stare at her, just kind of return her shocked look. Linda is going to peer around from behind Magnolia and just go, uh, hi, look, I know this seems kind of weird, but I promise it's fine. We're totally nice people. This young woman would scramble over to you all, grab the hands of whoever she can reach, and she would just start running and just start running, like trying to lead you towards somewhere. Okay, I guess we're going this way. Okay, all right, fine. And, and, And as you all run, you can hear voices in the distance being like, hey, I heard something over here. Thalia, who you would presume this to be because it matches the picture in your journals, starts running. And I'm wondering if I want to make a check. I want to make you guys do a check for this. Yeah, why not? Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. I have a check set. I- I'm going to set a check of five. And I want people to give me a flight check. D6. <laughs> My flight's a D20. Uh, This Linda is not super charming, but is real good at running away. (laughs) I've got an eight for this. I rolled a 10. Wonderful. Beautiful. I rolled a five exactly. Three. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say meets beats, if that's fine with you. So it is fine with me. I like beating checks. Magnolia, go ahead and take an adversity token. I gained two because I'm easygoing. Nice. Describe to me how you eat shit. (laughs) Magnolia is not used to this body and is very focused on trying to acquire a body that would be good for this and has still not quite realized that in this world, Magnolia is not a shapeshifter. Oh no. And they just kind of like trip over something and just completely face plant on the ground. And they're just like lying there staring at their hands, just like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. (laughs) Real, I'm stuck. So Thalia, because you tripped and she was holding your hand, she also trips and just like face plants in the dirt. I guess Linda, since you succeeded pretty well, um, you managed to avoid this fate. As this all happens, you hear the footsteps of a couple people getting closer. You know, more of the yelling where they're like, oh, I, I heard the voices over here. I think she's over here. Magnolia stands up and like, just like stands looking at where the voices are coming from and is like, okay, flight didn't work. Um, probably you should hide everyone. Thalia, you see, scrambles over behind a tree, behind a thick tree trunk. Where are we? You're in the woods. Okay, in the woods. Uh, yeah, you're all in the woods. There's lots of pretty thick woods, lots of trees and roots and plants and brush and whatnot. So I'm going to say that Linda also decides to hide behind a tree. She was debating in a bush, but she's kind of afraid it's going to grab her or something. So trees seem safer. That's valid. Yeah, um, I'll join the others behind a different tree. So Magnolia's the only one who's like just standing there like. Well, yeah, they're, they're like, well, I cannot run in this form. Let's see how good it is at fighting. Okay, 
the voices and footsteps get closer, and within just a few moments, you see two teenagers who are dressed up in like denim, cut off vests, and crazy big hair, and like ripped up jeans and stuff like that. And they see you, and they're just kind of out of breath. And there's like, hi, <sighs> hi, I fell. Oh yeah, I can tell. Um, did you did you see someone? Coming this way, there. She's about this this tall, has mm. shoulder length black hair. All the time. What? Huh? What? I mean, like right now? Huh? What? Who are you? Hi, I'm Magnolia. Hi, I'm Eric. Hi, Eric. And this is Simon. Hi, Simon. Yeah, we're trying to look for someone. Have Have you seen her? The the person I just described. Here's the problem. Charm is my actual worst stat. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's a d4. Oh no. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> mm. Yes, but she's gone. And Magnolia puts her little hands on her hips. <laughs> I'm going to set a difficulty check of eight. And I want you to roll charm for me. Cause, cause you're not lying, but you're still making excuses for her. Well, I got a one, so... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take those tokens. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> and this is why Magnolia avoids work. <laughs> Magnolia is creating a little dragon sword of adversity tokens. Yeah. Yeah. So, Eric, who's the taller guy, I'm going to say he's got like a, a little mohawk thing going on. He steps over to you, and he's got a very serious face on. And he's just like, I know you've seen her. I don't know why you're trying to hide her because I've never seen you around here before, but you're going to tell me where she is. Oh, or else what? Oh, yeah, I need a. I'm like, oh, yeah, there needs to be like consequences. Um, <laughs> I will say he flicks out a knife. Whether he's actually going to hurt you with it or not, or if he's just flexing, he does flick out like a little switchblade. And at this point, Zen's gonna step out from behind her tree, and she's a uh, scrappy-looking woman, and she'll step up to Magnolia and be like, Yeah, didn't find anything there. My hero. Who are these people? They have a little knife, and they're very, very intent on scaring me with it. Who are you? Where are these people coming from? I'm from the place where they make people who are gonna kick you in the knee right now, and I roll fight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whee! That is a nine. I wasn't expecting to roll a die. <laughs> so I don't have any with me. <laughs> Kat, you get to add a plus one because teens, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's true. So that's a ten, yeah. All right, I'm rolling. Wait, what are you rolling? I, okay, so the chart here, because there's a fight chart, it says you just have to roll, I guess- I thought you just said a difficulty. Well, but but there's a there's an attack chart where it's like defender's roll is greater than or equal to attacker's roll. Attacker's roll is greater by one to three. Ah. So, oh. I, I mean, do you guys, how would I resolve this? I, I assume because of the presence of this chart, it meant that I also need to roll, but maybe that's wrong. That would be the assumption. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, I rolled a 10, but you have adversity tokens, right? So you could use those. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to spend one of those. Okay. So you get an 11. How old are you? You can't be more than 50. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but I'm 16. That's uh, so, less than 50. I was so, right. Give me the knife. 
Um, so attackers rolls greater by one to three. They have a whole chart for this. The attacker explains how they attack and a defender narrates what they do to mitigate the harm to them. So you kick Eric in the shin. Very hard, yes. Okay. He probably holds his shin just as a, as a reflex, uh, a knee jerk, uh, knee jerk, knee jerk reaction. It's with his dominant hand, which has the knife in it. So you can disarm him if you want, because you did succeed the fight roll. I would love to have the knife. Okay, so you take his knife. How practiced is Magnolia with the knife? Not very. Magnolia is not practiced with having hands. Oh, <laughs> what? Okay, interesting. So at this point, Simon rushes over to Eric's side and he's brandishing his knife. And he's just like, okay, all right, look, we, uh, we don't want any trouble, all right? Oh. Okay, we're just looking for a girl. Thalia, shoulder length, black hair. She's got something that we need. Give me your knife too. What? I'm not gonna give you my knife? Yeah, we both need knives. Are you gonna attack them? I, I I don't think I honestly actually would you buy making a grit roll to intimidate? Explain that to me. Magnolia is just going to walk directly up to him and directly up to his knife arm and just be like, I'm taking this, okay? And take it. Hmm. I would take that as a fight roll. Okay. That is only a five. Okay, let's see what I roll here. Uh, I got a one. So <laughs> explain to me how you um, take Simon's knife. Oh, just like that. Just like reaches out, grabs the knife. And just like with sheer audacity, <laughs> that he just like does not know how to respond to. Eric is just like, what the? F- you just gave her your knife. You just gave them your knife, man. He's like, no, I they, they wrenched it out of my hand. <laughs> I, what, that, they assaulted me. What was up with, what is going, you guys are weirdos. At this point, I think Eric and Simon back off and they're like, whatever, like, yeah, well, fuck you guys. Um, wait, wait, no, fuck you guys. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> I have an extra knife. Do you want it? Zen, you want a knife? I got you something. It's a present. I would love a knife. Thank hey. you. Linda pokes her head out from behind the tree and says, I'm very glad I did not have to use my my backpack to hit one of them because um, those guys were honestly kind of scary. Uh, thanks for handling it. Thalia is lo- still looking at you guys with like wide eyes. She's just like, because she doesn't know who you people are. She's just like, yeah, thank you for helping me. I don't know why. Why? Why were, why? Who are you people? Hi, my name is Magnolia. Um, I'm from far away. Okay. My name's Linda. I'm from Ohio. And we are just here to, you know, give you a little help. Someone told us you might need a little help. I'm Zen, and I'm also from Ohio. (laughs) She doesn't know any other Earth names, so she's just going to follow Linda's lead here. Okay, Ohio's kind of not too far, but you guys came all the way from Ohio to help me? I have my driver's license. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's... That's rad. I know what a car is. I'm glad to hear that. So we were just, you know, we were uh, we were just out, out and about, and we heard you might need a little help, and so we thought we'd come by, and sorry for showing up all suddenly. It must have looked like, uh, like we just fell out of thin air. That would be, that would be so wild. But no, we're, uh, we're just, you know, we, uh, we just thought we'd help. That's what we do. We help people. Do you want something to drink? Huh? Magnolia rummages in their backpack and pulls out the thermos of tea that they have. 
That would be lovely, actually. Why why don't I take you back to where I'm staying and, and maybe we can have a talk and try to gather our bearings, I guess. This is a lot to take in. So she leads you through the woods. Seemingly, there's no, like, there's no landmarks or, or anything. It kind of almost seems like you're just wandering around the woods. These woods that seem to never end. But eventually, you make it into a clearing. And in this clearing... It's almost like an outdoor settlement. There's some furniture and trees covering to provide shade. The furniture's kind of got like vines and, and flowers and whatnot wrapped around them and, and adorning them. What kind of vines and flowers? Just normal. Just normal okay. vines and flowers, yeah. But as you all cross into the threshold, there are trees that grow into place and cover the exit, obscuring that entryway. Linda does not like this. <laughs> She's going to stand as close to the exit as she possibly can. So Thalia gestures at like this metal garden table that's kind of up near the front. Yeah, sorry, this isn't the most cozy. I've kind of had to hoof it the best I can best I could. I'm kind of on the run right now, sort of. It's a lot to explain, but uh, please make yourselves at home. You really helped me out there. If if they caught me, they would have dragged me back home, I guess. And she sets the thermos on the metal garden table and rummages around in some boxes for like cups and stuff like that. Hmm. Well, who were they? Friends that I'm in disagreement with at the moment. Some of them want to discuss things and I no longer want to discuss things. That's very vague. Can you elaborate? <laughs> I'm sorry I kicked your friend very hard in the kneecap. Oh, it's okay. Eric's kind of a dick. That's fine. You should have kicked him harder, honestly. Okay, I will. <laughs> I don't mean to pry, but um, they did not seem very friendly. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume that uh, they were looking for something that is yours now that used to be theirs. No, not quite. They're they're looking for me specifically. Oh, man. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of backstory and political kind of uh, culture and stuff. You know what? Let's take a seat. Why don't we take a seat? Okay. We'll have some of this tea. I have a roll of Ritz Bits crackers. That's all I have. I couldn't really bring a lot with me. What? Sorry. What is everyone's name, by the way? My name's my name's Thalia. Uh, once again, thank you for saving me. It was very it's very nice to meet you. I'm sorry for getting you wrapped up in my mess. Oh, it happens. Does it? All the time. We're used to it. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. I'm Magnolia. It's nice to meet you. I'm Zen from Ohio, remember? Oh yeah, that's right. We did say each other's names. Right. Yeah, go ahead and uh, take a seat. And I think instead of like, there's like metal seats, there's probably only like one garden seat to go with the table. So Zen doesn't need a chair. She just sits on the floor. So what happens is grass and flowers and vines like start forming out of the ground and thicken and grow into like a little stool seat. And she makes three of those for, for you all to sit in. Wow, you are very good at plants. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons people are after me, I, I guess you could say. Okay, you all aren't from this from this place. 
we're on the outskirts of a town called Sweetgrass. It's a town that, you know, me and my friends uh, and Eric and Simon and, and our whole group, we grew up here. It's an okay town, but the mayor's kind of a dick. Oh, we know about him. You do? Wait, I thought he was dead. No, what? Why would he be dead? I mean, that if he was dead, that would fix so many of my problems, honestly. Uh, I guess they probably got a new mayor, didn't they? Um, you know, they have elections like every few years, I guess. But I mean, his family's been in charge since forever. Uh, that's one of the reasons he's a dick is, you know, it's almost like it, you say it's democracy and it's not really because it's always his family that wins. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, human sacrifices and stuff. Oh, you know about those. How do, how, how do you know about those? Uh, I am a journalist. So other people know about this. These are these are my friends. They um are my journalist assistants. Smalltownfestivals.blogspot.com. Yeah. A what? A blogspot? Yeah, you know, like um like on the internet. I don't know what the internet is. What is the internet? That's a good question. This is a very important question, and you're going to have to excuse me if it's sort of a goofy question, because um, sometimes I just kind of get a little, you know, a little scrambled up when you drive for too long, and you just get kind of funny. Uh, what year is it right now? Uh, she's just looking at you all with, like, arch brow. She's just like, what the fuck? Who are these people? Don't worry. I don't know what the internet is either. 1985? Oh! Uh, well, when I said... When we said blogspot, what we actually meant is um, is that I work on uh, BGST, which is a local news station, uh, and and then these are these are my friends, my production assistants, and you know it's just one of those little cable access deals. So you're doing a piece on how the mayor kidnaps people and sacrifices them. Well, mostly what we do is we just kind of review little, you know, fun things in little small towns. But um, let me tell you the gossip that's flying about this place. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess this makes things easier. It is kind of weird, though. But I mean, it makes sense that there's people who believe in that kind of supernatural stuff. I mean, I make plants grow and... You're very good at it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, like I said, that makes things easier by me and my friends. Uh, we kind of have a bit of a feud going on with Mayor Whittaker. He does not like us. He keeps saying that our friends are misfits and troublemakers, and then they go missing, and no one really cares. And it's it's kind of a big thing. There's a lot of us who are not happy with this. But I, I can't get involved with all of that right now. And my friends want me to because, you know, the whole magic thing. Um, and she kind of gestures vaguely with the hand as like a flower grows up out of the table and uh, follows the movement of her hand. But I cannot get into a thing where I, I some people want to burn down the mayor's house some people want to burn down the tree. There's like a tree in his backyard that, that people think maybe is, is the reason he's so powerful. I don't really know. I don't know how true any of that is. I just know I can't get involved 
with this right now. Let me stop you right there for a second. Give us a moment. Okay. Uh, Linda, Team Huddle. Okay, Zen, do you know what the 80s are? <laughs> uh, no. You're a mystery boy? <laughs> it's, um, it's before when I left to join the library. So we might be before we were in Sweetgrass. They don't have the internet yet. Okay, so this is some sort of weird time thing, right? Yes. What would happen if we killed the mayor? Um, mm. so that guy is a real jerk, and I kind of would like to kill him again, but I don't think you're supposed to do that. Why not? We did the first time. Look, I'm still, like, learning about all this universe stuff, but I don't think you're supposed to go back in time and change how things work in the future. Linda's taken Temporal Physics 101. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, She's watched Back to the Future. <laughs> she definitely has watched Back to the Future. <laughs> She's watched Terminator. Oh, no, that, the point of that one is you should change things in the past. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on the other hand, we might be able to save Sweetgrass a lot of trouble if we just go ahead and, um, pardon the pun, nip this in the bud. Hey, hey, Rill. Uh, yay, what's up? What happens if we change the past? How the fuck should I know? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. I mean, like, I've tried to read some of those, like, astrophysics blah 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 whatever books and there's like a there's like theories on what happens either uh you change the past and then the present gets unmade as you know a different timeline branches out or or some say it it the present timeline still exists but then when you go back and change it a separate timeline gets created because of I mean there's like a lot of theories I don't think there's really anything anyone could do to prove what's real right so like, in that theory there's no consequence to my actions um, I mean the consequence is that you created a brand new branch of reality which it might be okay or it might be that a bunch of robots take over and eat all of us so that's kind of a mixed bag I don't like the robots eating you part mm, yeah yeah Magnolia, you're you're wise uh, beyond your years. What do you think? Mm, it's complicated, right? It, yes, very. Like, how do we even know this is the same one, same one? Right? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Maybe this is the same one, but a little different. So a different one? Tr that's true. So Right, because this is the same as your, as yours, but a little different, right? Yeah, it is. It's definitely a little different. Well, I guess we're just going to have to deal with the problem at hand then and, and keep our fingers crossed because, oh boy. This isn't going to sound very much like me, and I'm sorry. But what does the book say we should do? The book says... What the? Uh, I mean, it still says the same thing, but does, does the ink on your page look even like runnier than usual? Then it was... Yeah, Magnolia pulls the journal out. And you would see kind of all the same thing where, like, the ink is very much, like, running together and kind of, like, almost, like, bleeding into and off the page. Like, it still says 
find her and decide her fate, but it's exacerbated the effect of the running ink. This is creepy. Yeah, I, um, honestly, this whole situation is, is giving me the willies. I, um, if we're back in 85, all I want to do is go watch an action movie and drink a tab. And I really don't want to have to make, like, <laughs> universe-changing decisions anymore. So, um, but I think we're going to have to. At least we found her. We're halfway there. Linda just wants to have fun. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she sure does. <laughs> Uh, so at this point, Zen's gonna turn back to Thalia and say, "You're from here, right?" Uh, yeah, I was. I was born here. Is there a uh, kind of a, a spooky-looking woman in town named Miriam? No, I. I don't think so. Hmm, damn it, that's too bad. She would have known what to do. Yeah, that's one help down. Well. Dahlia, are you trying to make, like, a big decision right now or something like that? Maybe? I mean, shit, you guys already- you're already involved in my mess. I'm actually trying to get out of town, because the gang, they- they all look up to me as- as a leader. And, like I said, I'm- I'm not trying to get mixed up in any of that right now. I actually found out that I am, uh, uh, I got, I got a baby on the way and I'm not, yeah, I, I can't, I just can't, I, you know, I need to think about, uh, the little pup here and yeah, that's, that's kind of my main priority right now. Oh, so, so that's it all. It's all you need is just to, just to get out of town and, and keep yourself and then the little one safe? Yeah. Well, yeah, but... Do you have anywhere to go? No, not really. But I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I figure out a way. The thing is, I I can't leave yet because my little brother is caught up with all the excitement of of the people trying to get something started against the mayor, and I need to find a way to convince him to leave with me because I I can't I can't leave him behind. He's he's my little brother. I I need to protect him, and I. So that that's why I'm still here. If if all I need to do is run away, I'd be gone by now. So the rest of your gang, can they all do what you do? No, it's just me mostly. Mostly? Mostly. I mean, some of them have some supernatural ability, not to my degree, fortunately or unfortunately. I guess unfortunately in this case because if they could, then maybe they wouldn't need me. What about your brother? He he might he might grow into it. That's the hard part. He has a lot of lofty ideals about wanting to uh, rise up and rebel and all this stuff. And I'm just trying to keep him alive. So I know this is illegal. Um, but is there a reason that grab your brother and put him in a car will not work? I mean, he's he's 16. He's bigger than me. <laughs> Oh, well, that is a pretty good reason. Is he bigger than Zen? <laughs> How big is Zen? Uh, Zen's, like, tall and, and scrappy, but not, like, super buff in this form. Yeah, I, um, they're probably about the same height. Hmm. Well, that might not work, then. Also, he, like, he'd be pretty mad about that. He'd be pretty upset. Like, I, if I just grab him and leave, what's stopping him from coming back? Okay, so I don't have the best plan, but in order to get out of town, we're going to need some kind of vehicle, and then we need to convince your brother. 
So if we can do those two things, we can get you both out of town. Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be great. But once you're out of town, what happens next? I I don't know. I just I have like an an aunt northeast. Um, maybe I can drive up to her, you know, or I can just figure out something on our own. I mean, I can grow plants and stuff. It's I've been living out here in these woods and it's been, you know, maybe not the best because I miss electricity, but it's been okay. I'm I'm sure I'll figure something out. Like that's what that's what we do back at the uh, at the outskirts of town here. That's we always find a way. We always figure out a way, just to survive and keep on. Uh, Zen, I have a I have a quick question for you. Can we can we group huddle again? Yeah, yeah, group huddle. Huddle, 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 huddle. Is there a reason we can't take them back to the library? I I know that like she has some options, but it might be better if we just took them back. Isn't that, like, kidnapping? Well, I mean, you know, with their permission, but but Joseph's pretty happy there. That's true. Then we don't have to worry about, like, ruining anyone's life or anything like that? But she has a, a, a baby on the way, right? Well, I'm sure there's got to be a nursery somewhere in the library. Have you ever seen one? Are you... Do you want to take that chance? Mm-hmm. I think Rill would chip in and just be like, uh, yeah, I mean, Joseph is happy and all, but, like, wasn't he going to get killed in his town? Ta- like, he had no choice, right? Oh, like, he had he literally no- to come with us. That's yeah. true. I mean, the baby will be fine. Real, can you deliver a baby? What? No, I'm- I wasn't going to be that kind of doctor. Babies can do all kinds of things. They can go to tea parties, they can pull carts, they can help cook. <laughs> Um, mm. Magnolia, we might have little to... legs. You know that Dumpling isn't like a normal human baby, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> I I would like to to ask Magnolia so many questions about who she think thinks is Dumpling's actual human parents. <laughs> but but uh, Linda pushes those pushes those down for now and just says, um, listen, we'll talk about it when we get back. But I I think I guess in the meantime we really just have to get them a car and and get little brother on board and just kind of let them do their own thing uh, I'm worried about something what are you worried about it just it sounds like she really loves these people right you can hear it right no I can I can hear it it's sad when you have to leave people you love Linda's feeling very torn because she desperately wants to help, but she also tried to do the right thing uh, in their their last mission and completely blew it. Like, her trying to help made it way worse. And so she is a bit paralyzed by choice here and is kind of looking um, to Zen and Rill. Um, Magnolia, she thinks, makes a good point, but she really wished she hadn't made it. <laughs> Damn it, Magnolia, why must you do this to us in your infinite wisdom? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the anomaly here, you know? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Maybe it's just the tree. Maybe we can just torch the tree again and and cut our losses. Or maybe she's not supposed to be here. Maybe we do just need to get her out of town. Maybe that's it. Because, you know, we've been here later. 
Yeah, she's she's not here, and there's definitely more of an anomaly then, clearly. Well, maybe we should focus on that, and we'll see what pops up, because something always pops up, and we'll deal with what, with what comes. Right, for now, I think we should go with your plan. Get a, get a vehicle, convince the brother. Okay, let's, let's start with that, and uh, hopefully we won't permanently wreck anything or go back to a robot future. Um, are you guys okay? You've been talking. I mean, like, you guys have helped me a lot. I'm sorry. I'm very confused, and they're helping me. Um, oh, okay. So when you say a baby's on the way... Yes. Linda gives her a tap on the shoulder and whispers oh. in her ear, We'll talk about it later, I promise. Oh, later. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. All right. So, um, sorry about that. It's just, you know, we're, we're trying to, we don't usually like to stay too long, you know, for journalistic integrity, but we really do want to help you out while we're here. And there is something a little funny about this town and I'm sure y'all could use it. Really don't have to, like you've already helped me a bunch. Like I'm, I'm sure I can figure it out from, from here on out. Um, oh no, I, um, I have my driver's license and so, you know, it's no big deal to just, you know, drive you a little bit out of town. We, We can totally handle it. Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're sure that, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, we can do this for you. We want to do this. Okay, great. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. I, uh, right now, like I said, my main priority, I need to figure out a way to convince my brother to come with me. That's, that's my number one priority. Uh, everything else will just fall into place, I think. So. Okay. Do you know where we can find him? Yes, uh, we all live on and on the outskirts of town, just a little neighborhood. Uh, we just call it the the Salt Rim. That's that's probably where you'll find him. It's just a bunch of, uh, I guess, a commune in a way. He's he's probably there. Okay, well then that's where we will start mm-hmm. with our car that I can drive. Awesome, great. I don't know if I should come with you i mean i can come with you if you if that be helpful um well they're looking for you right that might not be but it might not be safe to be alone either yeah that's the hard part i guess i'll kick more people in the kneecaps if you want honestly i i love that also we have knives now oh i have a knife now you're right um maybe if i could just like wear a hood or a hat or glasses or something just to oh yeah uh, I think Magnolia scrambles out of their massive oversized hoodie. They've got just like a, I don't know, like a little white tank on underneath. Aw. Is it here? Oh, thank you. Uh, she puts it on and pulls the hood up. Cute. I think that'll work just fine. Now that the hoodie's off, Magnolia's got like short, slicked back, strawberry blonde hair. <laughs> I think that'll work. We'll just, uh, we'll just put you in the back and... Um, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some sunglasses in the in the glove compartment. You'll be in good shape. Okay. Yeah. No, that sounds great. Thank you. Listen, it's gonna be okay. The most important thing is to take care of the people you love, right? She nods. Right. It's the power of love, or something. Yeah, the power of love. And that's where we'll pick up next time here on the Eternity Archives.
The Eternity Archives is hosted, produced, and edited by Dorka, Bappy, and Ziva. Find us on Twitter at, at @thearchivespod or online at theeternityarchives.com. Our intro music is Paint the Sky by Hans Adam, and sound effects are obtained from zapsplat.com. Check out our show notes for more information and some helpful resources. Consider supporting us by telling your friends about us, or leave us a tip at our Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Subscribe to our Ko-fi for all sorts of exclusive bonuses, behind-the-scenes content, and other fun surprises. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.